0: The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded.
2: Beware of Wikipedia. I stumbled across some major media bias today. I think maybe it's not new to everybody, but I thought it was interesting. Wikipedia is part of the media, and I think most people think it's just a nice, harmless little tool for everybody to use for quick information on people. And it is a nice tool, but it's not harmless. Uh, my first guest today is Pennsylvania Senator Chris Dush, and I wanted to make sure I identified him as being from the correct district, which is the 25th, so I did a quick search. And then here's what I saw that Wikipedia had to say about him. Chris E. Dush is an American far-right politician. That's the first thing on this, on the page. He's a far-right politician, period. Then it goes on with the usual stuff, you know, where he's from, his political career. But the first thing you see is that he is an American far-right politician. So just for fun, I decided to look up Summer Lee. Uh, She's a local uh, person, and she was a member of the State House of Representatives, but was elected to Congress just this past November. And here's what Wikipedia says about her. Summer Lynn Lee, born November 26, 1987, is an American politician and community organizer serving as a U.S. representative for Pennsylvania's 12th district. Notice anything missing there? Senator Dush is a far-right politician. Summer Lee, she's just an American politician. And in case you didn't know, Summer Lee is also a socialist politician. You would think that that would earn her a far left from Wikipedia, you can't get much further left than that. Yeah, I guess you go any further left, you end up as a communist. But that. So she's just a politician. He is a far-right politician. Now, I can probably compile a pretty good list of politicians and find that Wikipedia gave them the same treatment. Conservatives would be labeled far-right. Liberals would be just labeled. So something to keep in mind when you use Wikipedia, which I try to use, by the way, only when absolutely necessary, Anyway, when we come back, I will talk to far-right politician Senator Chris Dush about the state Democrats' plan to have a January sixth observ- observance day in Pennsylvania schools. Of course, they describe the deadly insurrection that took place on that day, even though no one died as a result of it, uh, of the disturbance. By the way, and, and Dush has said he will never that said that that will never that event will never be referred to as a resurrection in the Pennsylvania State Senate as long as insurrection, I should say. What did I say? Resurrection. It wasn't a resurrection. Thanks, Mike. Uh, No, he said it'll never be referred to as an insurrection in the Senate as long as he has anything to say about it. And in our second half hour tomorrow, by the way, is the second anniversary of Joe Biden shutting down the Keystone pipeline. We'll take a look at some of the promises that were made by him and other Democrats uh, to the people who lost their jobs and see how many of those promises came true. Stick around.
3: Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000.
4: Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing.
5: People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Hey,
1: I'm Andy. I started Harry's because I was frustrated with buying razors at the drugstore. And when I say frustrated, I mean like so upset I called my friend Jeff. Hello, this is Jeff. Jeff, I'm at the store, and I don't get why these razors... cost so much? Yeah, and do they need to look like robots? Ah, dude, I know, and it's so frustrating how expensive they are. Getting ripped off sucks. We gotta do something about this. Why don't we make our own high-quality razors at much better prices? Actually, I heard about this German razor factory that makes some really high-quality blades. Really? Okay, maybe that's not exactly how it went. But we did buy that German factory, where we're turning high-quality steel into super-sharp blades for a smooth shave at a great price. Seriously, as low as $2 per cartridge. Over the past 10 years, 20 million people have tried Harry's. Join them and get your starter set now. That's a five-blade razor, weighted handle, and shave gel, all for just three bucks with free shipping, backed by our quality guarantee. If you don't like it, it's on us. Just go to harrys.com now and enter code MODERN at checkout. That's harrys.com,
4: code MODERN. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to PureTalk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still Save a fortune. So make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys, but at half the price. Go to PureTalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code Half Off, and you'll save an additional fifty percent off your first month. That's PureTalk.com, promo code half off. Switch to PureTalk and get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just thirty dollars a month because Pure Talk is simply smarter
0: wireless. The John Steigerwall Show, AM twelve fifty the answer
2: well the democrats love them some january 6th and they're going to try to milk it for as long and as much uh, as for as long as they can uh and not just on the national level three state democrats say that they're going to introduce legislation to create a january 6th observance day in pennsylvania and the schools chris dush is a republican senator representing the 25th district and he joins us now chris thanks for coming on the show
6: Oh, John, glad to be here. So I'm, Thanks for bringing this out.
2: Yeah, I'm guessing you don't think this is a very good idea. <laughs>
6: uh, not at all. In fact, uh, uh, it was early this week, or late last week, I, uh, I chaired the state government committee and one of the uh, Senate Democrats, my co-chair, she... Uh, She started down the road of saying insurrection, insurrection, and I gabbled her out of order because there hasn't been a single person, not a single person who's been uh, charged and convicted of insurrection. And they're talking about something that has criminal implications and trying to say that these people acted in a way that they didn't and I'm not going to have that in my committee. So well, what was I, this, the response to that?
2: How did they respond to that? <laughs> a lot
6: of dropped jaws.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fun.
2: Well, it's it's <clears throat> the same thing as if 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 it was referred to as a murder when it wasn't a murder. It it either was Absolutely. what they say it is or it wasn't.
6: And uh it, you know for are they're, they're so caught up in the narrative i there was one uh senator uh that i think she she couldn't believe that somebody hadn't been charged i think she'd bought so much into the narrative that she was she had her mouth open she was looking around and it was
2: uh <laughs> what do you mean there
6: hasn't been anybody charged and convicted <laughs>
2: <laughs> well um <laughs> Art Haywood is a state senator from the Philadelphia area. This is what he says. This is a quote. The, legis- the legislation to honor those who sacrificed their lives on January 6, 2021, is to defend, the nation- to defend the nation from violent insurrectionists at the U.S. Capitol and the members of Congress who stood against the rioters. Uh, and if you read the whole thing uh, in his, uh, I guess it's a release from his office, it sounds like he's describing the Alamo, that, that, what went on there. So Yeah,
6: and didn't, didn't he also say that there were five officers that died as a result of that thing? I think
2: he said nine people died as a result of it, and I, I don't know. The, I think he listed the five officers who died by name.
6: Yeah, well, those five officers didn't die as a result of that. They weren't even there. Uh, well, they died days later, and the only person that actually got killed there in the Capitol was an unarmed Air Force vet. Uh, she, she had no weapons. And uh, they refused to even let them let anybody know who pulled the trigger. It was a go- uh, they do know it was a government official, but uh, that woman was totally unarmed.
2: And this is one more uh, good advertisement for school choice, isn't it? What happened to the chances, of, by the way, of school choice happening in Pennsylvania with with Democrats winning the House and still having a Democrat governor?
6: Um we do have some democrats that come from uh school districts that uh their kids are absolutely uh it's hopeless their kids have no hope yeah, yeah. i mean when you when you're talking about single digit or low double digit uh proficiency levels for those kids uh, in these inner city schools uh they we've got some more allies i'm just uh, it, uh, I just don't know how much uh, sway that the uh, union has with keeping them in line.
2: Did, uh, did, did you notice that there's some other states that are seeming uh, to have some progress with that, have uh, actually Arizona, but then they're trying to overturn it again. But I think Iowa, uh, Colorado, there have been some other states that have been able to swing it. And didn't Shapiro say that he was okay with the idea at some point?
6: Yeah, he's been back and forth. He's been on both sides of this. Uh, so it'll be interesting if we get some stuff over there uh, from the Senate to see what his response is going to be. If it get, if it gets over to the House to see if he's going to advocate for it or uh, whatever. But yeah, th- it's...
2: Well, things are pretty uh, are very close in the, in the, in the House, so... You don't have to get too many Democrats, and it would pass in the Senate, right? Something would.
6: Yeah, I, I'm sure something would. We've got uh, enough people out there that are close enough to uh, seeing what's happening in our schools right now that uh, especially since COVID, the, I mean – I hate what Fauci did to us, uh, both in sponsoring the gain-of-function research and all the cover-up and everything else that was going on there. But the one silver lining in this is parents really got to see what was going on in their schools and uh, what's happening with their children. And from the pornography that's being brought in for elementary school uh, students uh, to the uh, outright lies that are being taught, about our founding fathers uh, it, it's opened a lot of people's eyes and I think uh, we we're starting to get a lot more support now than I think we've ever had.
2: well the reason I brought it up the school choice thing because it is a, this stuff with the January 6th um, observance day that it's uh, there are, there seems like there are great advertisements for school choice every day that's just another one. But the three guys who are behind this idea come from Philadelphia, the Philadelphia area. And you mentioned about the reading proficiency. I'm going to guess that Philadelphia is graduating lots of kids who read about the 5th or 6th grade level. Maybe these guys, if they're going to focus on the schools, ought to try to do something about that?
6: Absolutely. uh, (sighs) Absolutely. And well, and our history, what they're being taught about our history and our people is causing division. It's not causing unity mm-hmm. with folks. Uh, I, 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 w- I spent some time down with David Barton in Dallas and looked at his documents that he has. He's got one hundred and sixty thousand, and he's got some great stuff on YouTube, uh, some of his lectures that actually talk about the true history of slavery here in the United States um and he's got the documents to back it up and the documents from the 1600s and 1700s uh man, I was astounded at what I didn't know and I thought I had had uh, an excellent education yeah well uh, and but they're using they're using CRT and stuff the whole thing behind uh, critical mm-hmm, theory right. is to keep us divided and arguing and fighting one another uh while people are doing things behind the scene to co- consolidate power and we got to we got to get that out of the schools.
2: Well, protecting our democracy was a big part of the Democrats' message during the election in November. Um, do you have any evidence that shows that it has anything to do with them taking over the the state house that that helped them in the election? Because that, that's kind of getting back to the insurrection thing again. But they now have won the house and. Uh, you guys held on to the Senate, but t- didn't win the governor gu- governorship. Did did that work? Uh, selling that to people that you have to elect us in order to save the country, save well, our democracy. You, there's
6: a there's an awful lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Uh, the investigation that I was running last year, we're gonna we've got some stuff to bring out and report. But the Department of State is working with the Election uh, uh, Registration Information Center, Eric. It's one of Eric is a uh, an agreement between 17 different states, and they bypassed our con- uh, our contract law here in Pennsylvania and entered into an agreement where the Department of State can share information with Eric, and if Eric uh, compromises that uh, people's personal information, there's no no con- uh, n- no consequence to Eric, but if uh, we uh, compromise any information from Eric, there's uh, a problem for the state on and they're held accountable. But what they're doing is they're funneling the information from our pen dot licensing and other information that the registration office to companies called sensing and catalyst, which are actually, uh, they have artificial intelligence, which is going into uh, social media and th- we're, I'll wait until I get some more information that, uh, that I can show that's solid. So I can give, when I'm talking, I'm not sounding like a conspiracy theorist. We've got the documents, uh, but it's, it's pretty nutty. And the, the information and the way they're using our voting system for a get out the vote campaign for left-wing organizations, it's, pretty daunting. They actually knew how to get people to doors basically the day that the ballot showed up at the door. And, uh, but there, as far as the the message, I got to, I got to tell you, uh, neither are nobody involved with the uh, Republican campaigns did a good job of getting our message out and doing, the things that were necessary to let people know what we actually stand for. It was all what we were fire, uh, standing against, and people want to have something to vote for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that had a huge impact on us as well. So, so
2: what, kind of legisl- to, uh, um, what kind of legislation, and we're talking to Republican Senator Chris Dush from the 25th District, what kind of legislation... Are you expecting to have to stop in the Senate the next two years uh, coming from the House? Uh, this January 6th is a really stupid idea, the, the January 6th idea, but that, that might be minor compared to some other things that might uh, you might have to face.
6: Oh, they're feeling emboldened about everything from uh, red flag laws and gun-grabbing stuff to uh, uh, making abortion uh, a right. Uh, but they want to use the court to do that. They know they're never going to get that past the Senate, so they're going to try and do it through the courts. And this court, unfortunately, has shown itself to be an activist court. Um, so they're, they're definitely feeling emboldened right now, uh, but there, I will say this. There are some Democrats over there that are very uncomfortable with people who uh, are in leadership, and I'm talking specifically over on the uh, House side um and there's some splits uh emerging in the senate side too among the democrats so some of the, there's some people who still have the old school idea where you know what we can we can talk and we can ha- have communications about our differences but right now there's a lot of bullying being done uh especially in the house that uh it's causing some divisions over there
2: mm-hmm. well governor shapiro and the media i guess too uh, made a big deal about him nominating a Republican, Al Schmidt, I believe his name is, for Secretary yeah. of State. How much of a Republican is he, or a conservative is he, and where was he on accusations of election fraud in 2020? Uh, he, was he, he was he the Republican's friend?
6: Well, I will tell you, when we were investigating, when I was in the House and we were investigating the uh, illegal illegals who were voting, Uh, Al, it was one of uh, three, the only Republican out of three uh, election commissioners in Philadelphia. Now, he did help us out with that, but uh, on pretty much everything else, he's been pretty squishy, and uh, I'm going to have him, he's got to come through my uh, state government committee uh, to get up to the floor for a vote, and I will tell you that uh, I've got a list of specific questions that i'm going to be asking him uh as relates to whether or not the uh, since september of 2020 uh if we've actually been following title 25 and the election code which are the two laws which govern how elections are to be run uh and he better have the right answers because i'm not uh I'm not going to be forwarding him with a, a favorable recommendation if uh, if he doesn't.
2: Well, on another subject, and we're talking to Chris Dush, the uh, senator from the 25th district in Pennsylvania. Uh, some low-level bureaucrat uh, in the in the uh, Biden administration said gas stoves are dangerous. And, of course, Republicans were ridiculed for saying it's going to lead to a ban. They were saying, everybody was saying, calm down. You know, you guys are nuts. Just don't worry about it. But today, the Philadelphia Inquirer came out and called for stoves, gas stoves, to be banned in Philadelphia and for natural gas to be banned in Philadelphia. So how long before state Democrats are jumping on that bandwagon?
6: I don't know, but I'm kind of thinking maybe we ought to shut off the tap for the uh, cold winter month and just see how fast that they change their tune on that.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, well, they, they, they want to electrify the entire city. That's what they're. That's what this – this um, and the, the, it was a, an op-ed, and it was not written by Inquirer employees. I, I wish I had the names. I, I don't know if they were politicians who wrote it, but they were, they were not – it was not just the paper that was saying it. It was somebody else. So the, it's out there. That uh, they want the, the whole the whole natural gas is a bad thing is is out there everywhere now. And it just feels well, to me like one of those things that is bubbling up and it's only a matter of time. Though that's what we're fighting about, whether or not I'm allowed to have a gas stove in my house.
6: Well, uh, they're not going to be able to get it through the legislature, number one, because of the Senate. But uh, these people are so stupid. They don't have any idea of what it would take. For solar if it just to power the city of philadelphia you would have to start at the uh new jersey delaware corner of the state go the whole way up to allentown west of the susquehanna and back down to the maryland line to cover it with uh solar panels in order to be able to power the city of philadelphia that would look nice that's just well i'm just like you ain't you're not going to be taking over lancaster county farmlands or york county farmlands And you're certainly not going to be trying to uh, going to be turning my forests and farms up here into a sea of glass. These people are idiots.
2: (laughs) Well, they they're idiots, but they're unfortunately they have more power right now, and that's what scares me. I hope you're able to block them, Chris. I I appreciate you coming on the show.
6: John, always a pleasure.
2: God bless. Yes, thank you. And uh, that's Chris Dush. He's a senator representing the 25th district in PA. We'll be right back.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The U.S. has hit its debt limit, forcing the Treasury Department to begin deploying a series of emergency moves so that the government can continue to pay its bills. Correspondent Bernie Bennett has the latest on the story.
2: In a letter to Congress, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the department will start using so-called extraordinary measures to prevent the U.S. from defaulting on its obligation. Yellen wrote, quote, I respectfully urge Congress to act promptly to protect the full faith and credit of the United States. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has indicated that Republicans could push for spending cuts to the federal budget before helping to raise the debt ceiling. While the U.S. has never defaulted on its debt before, it came close in 2011. When House Republicans refused to pass a debt ceiling increase, prompting rating agency standards and Poor's to downgrade the U.S. debt rating one notch. Bernie Bennett, Washington.
0: Stocks lower, the Dow off 118 points, the Nasdaq down 39. This is SRN News.
3: Call 800-900-8000.
4: Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing.
0: Most of us didn't see this coming. In fact, we've been stunned as we watch it unfold. America's young people have become so indoctrinated that more than half of them now think socialism is a good idea. How did this happen? We weren't paying attention. All the nation's schools taught this confounding ideology to our kids. Now those kids are adults. Now they want to fundamentally change the way America works. This radio station exists to educate and to return this country to the way it was founded. We have a country to save. Keep listening to find out how. AM 1250, the answer. When might you be buzzed when you suddenly love everything?
3: You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out.
4: If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: I
3: love your car. Is this real leather?
0: The new year gives us the opportunity to make resolutions. You may have goals focusing on your physical, mental, or financial health, but have you considered your legal health? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. You may have been putting off updating your estate plan or creating one altogether. We provide free consultations in order for you to finally check the box off your resolution list. Whether you want to discuss the difference between a will or a trust, or the functions of a power of attorney, we'd love to talk to you. To schedule a free consultation today, visit a-h.law.
2: Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van, fire, water or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand
0: the yellow van. Call Service Master. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. 223 CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Audis. AM 1250. The answer, weather.
1: We'll see partly to mostly cloudy skies tonight. It'll be breezy with a couple of showers, maybe mixed with snow late, the low 35. Tomorrow, cloudy and breezy with a couple of snow showers, will reach a high of 37. Tomorrow night, low clouds, low 29. Mostly cloudy Saturday, will reach a high of 36. There's potential for accumulating snow late this weekend. Check AccuWeather.com often and download the free AccuWeather
0: app. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stocker Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
2: Gas prices have come down, but there are lots of predictions out there about them going right back up again sometime around Memorial Day, I guess, once we get into the summer. And tomorrow, it'll be two years since the big guy did something to make sure that they went up. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Larry Behrens is communications director for Power of the Future, and he joins us now. Larry, thanks for coming on.
7: Oh, thanks so much. Great to talk with you.
2: So you guys had a video up at Fox News with a compilation of some of the things the Democrats were promising to those uh, 11,000 workers who lost jobs. How many of those came true?
7: Uh, Exactly zero of them, John, and that's what we wanted to highlight. You know, it was uh, two years ago tomorrow that Joe Biden did this, and when they did it, You know, he had an army of folks, uh, both in his administration and in the Washington media, say, it's okay, it's no big deal. And when we said 11,000, they said, oh, that's way too high. It wasn't that. Well, it turns out, thankfully, some members of Congress said, you know what, we're going to force you to do a study on the Keystone Pipeline. Department of Energy tried to get out of it, but they had to issue the study as to what the Keystone Pipeline would have done for jobs, and for our economy. And it turns out that 11,000 was way below the estimate. As many as 59,000 Americans could have been employed getting together the Keystone XL pipeline. And Joe Biden took it all away with a stroke of a pen two years ago.
2: And those are good jobs. Those are uh, well-paying jobs. And uh, the 11,000, though, that's the number who, who were working at the time and then just didn't have a job anymore, Correct.
7: Yeah, it happened literally overnight. You know, we went to Texas and interviewed some of them because we brought to them what the administration was saying, particularly what John Kerry was saying. It's like, "Well, you know what? They should get out of these jobs and just we're going to we're going to make it so that they have better jobs." Well, lo and behold, as it always does, the green jobs promise is always like the football that Lucy holds in front of Charlie Brown. It's always just mysteriously around the corner, and all we need is, you know, some billions and billions and billions more. To do it if it was something that Americans were choosing as part of the free market we would have it you know it didn't take us that long to adopt the iPhone it didn't take us that long to adopt so many of the things that become part of our lives it didn't need massive subsidies to get it done but yet Washington keeps throwing our billions after this failed agenda trying to tell us it's going to be the better future. And we know better because we see that the prices go up. We see Americans lose their job. And we see what we witnessed, uh, as you mentioned, the past two years of the highest gas prices we've ever seen in the United States. Inflation not seen since the 1940s. And so it is a track record of failure that Joe Biden is not learning from. But it's probably an anniversary that, you know, he would want us to not remember so we decided to remember it.
2: Yeah, and you actually have to see the video of John Kerry. He may be the most nauseating politician in America right now, and he's he's still a politician, even though he's not holding office, and he's over there in Davos telling people he's there to save the planet, but uh, he said at the time that the president had made it clear every time he spoke of this situation that it was time for the workers to find better-paying jobs and and then he went on, as you said, to, to tell them all that there are all a lot of good jobs out there. You know, you don't have to work in this business. Go, go work in the green business. How'd that work out?
7: It, it hasn't, right? We've seen unemployment in this area. You know, 59,000 jobs could have been there. And there wasn't any discussion about whether they were uh, moved to, the quote, unquote, green jobs. I mean, I could tell you they weren't. We talked with them and said, no, we have a set of very specific skills. I mean, I'm sure in Washington, it's perfectly okay if you lose your job in Washington because there's no real skill in those jobs that you can just flop into another cushy job. But if you're in something like, you know, good talk radio or in things that take real skill, real work, then you just can't flop into the next one that comes along. And so Washington may be able to just erase this and feel good about themselves. But we're not going to let Joe Biden forget what he did because not only did it hurt those workers, it's now reached into every American home. If you filled up at the pump within the last two years, if you have paid your bill uh, to heat your home in the last two years, you've realized what has happened when Joe Biden declared war on American energy on day one. And now we've all got stuck with the bill, and it's, it's only, sadly, it's only going to go
2: up. Yeah, and, and Kerry actually said that these workers uh, who were working on the pipeline were fed a false narrative they were lied to yeah. when they were told that the going green would come at their expense and, and, and you know what it's two years ago uh larry and he's still over there in uh davos and he's he's a hero and nothing he's ever said has ever come true or ever been right ever about the about the uh climate nothing
7: yeah I, I, and so he's par for the course for climate predictions right right you don't Ever, I, I've never seen any industry, I mean, imagine if he was a sports prognosticator and said that the Eagles were going to go 0 for 18 this year. That prognosticator would lose their job, as they should. Right. And so it doesn't make any sense to have someone like John Kerry, two years of this anniversary, he, what he said two years ago didn't come to pass, but yet now he's in Davos. Think, oh well we're glad that we're the select people here making the decisions for the future of the world he called them we're so smart we're almost extraterrestrial that's what john kerry's been doing for the last two years running a secret epa out of the white house unaccountable he won't share his emails he won't share his calendars we have no idea who's having direct influence on john kerry yet he's this huge voice in the biden administration well after these keystone jobs were cut he made a bunch of promises, none of it came true, and no one's holding him accountable.
2: Who's who's asking him for his notes, and who's he refusing to give them to?
7: That's a great question. You know, the Boston newspaper, actually about a year ago, said, we want to see your emails, and he is withholding them. And it has been, you know, one of the least transparent incidents. He hasn't uh, to date, Not uh, Congress hasn't asked him. To subpoena those to to take a look at them. I mean, let's be clear. If let's just you know put the the shoes on the other side. If Donald Trump were in the White House and he had you know a person saying this is my energy czar, and we weren't they wouldn't disclose where he was getting his information from, who was pushing. His agenda, all the leftists would be screaming, oh, it's because you're meeting with big oil. Oh, because it's your, you're getting uh, talking points from big oil. Well, but John Kerry does it, and all of a sudden nobody wants to know if the equal leftists, if socialists, if foreign powers are influencing all the decisions he's making. But we know from his actions they are definitely the ones that benefit.
2: And, and are the green energy companies doing any hiring? I, I, thought I, I think I saw that they're laying people off is what they're doing.
7: Yeah, they they have laid people off. You know, if you want to uh, give billions and billions more to the architect of Solyndra, well, you're going to keep getting what you're going to keep getting. It is a continual promise. And listen, I know there are folks out there installing solar panels and working with windmills. That is fantastic. But we have to be clear, that is because... They are being propped up by money from you and me. We didn't need money to build gas stations across America so that our cars would go. We didn't need heavy subsidies to get internal combustion engines into our vehicles so that we could go. The free market chose those things. And yet here we are, what, more than 15 or so years after the Obama-Biden administration said that these green jobs were just around the corner. And if we just, you know, get it, uh, no pun intended, a jump start from the American taxpayer, everything will be okay. Well, that's another climate prediction that turned out to be not true. And I think they feel their only mistake is, well, we just didn't spend enough taxpayer dollars. I think I don't think we know it's a huge grift, right? And that's what's essentially going on in Davos. People who will financially benefit or politically benefit from these insane ideas that they don't live by by themselves, but are going to make us pay for, they are going to financially benefit. And so, lo and behold, they're going to push those crazy ideas. And so, you know, John Kerry is not a Biden's climate czar. John Kerry is Joe Biden's private jet czar, because that's all he does. And under this guise of being an advisor to the president for the American people.
2: We're talking to Larry Behrens. He's the communications director for Power of the Future. So what are the details, uh, if you can give us some details, Larry, on the, the uh, amount of subsidy that these solar and wind companies are getting and where they would be without it.
7: Yeah, they would They would probably be nowhere. And so let's just take a look at real quick uh, to, at the individual level, right? If you get solar panels on your house, the federal government's going to give you a tax break. If you get an expensive EV, the federal government's going to give you a tax break. There is, in the Inflation Reduction Act, $369 billion dollars Going to these companies that is supposed to make this, you know, kind of push over the first domino, right, once again, to just this avalanche of green energy that's going to be in our future. Well, where is that part of that money gone? So far, they've gone to... Trying to buy electric school buses that Kamala Harris is so proud of and <laughs> giggles every time she yeah, mentions. Yeah. I haven't seen one on the road yet. The EPA has produced a list of districts that supposedly are getting money for them. We haven't seen them on the road yet. And I mean, I just want to know in your neck of the woods during this time of year, when we find out the electric vehicles range is about half of what it normally is on a normal day, is that the kind of vehicle we're going to put our children into? It's when it's really cold outside and we're going to just decide, you know what, let's put our kids into this vehicle that may run out of gas before it even gets to the school. It is not something that is going to be plausible for our future, but yet they keep force-feeding it to us like it's going to work. I, I mean, the the best analogy I can come up with, it's the federal government saying, you will only drink New Coke, you will love New Coke, because New Coke's the best. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The free market's rejected it. Let's move on.
2: Yeah, you know, the, near where I live, if, I, if I'm in the car at a certain time of day in the mor- late morning, I can see a parade of school buses that uh, comes down the road that I'm traveling on and pulls into this there's a company there a big, It's a i don't even know what the company does it's a big it's a big building a some kind of a warehouse or something but this the township parks all the school buses there and every time I look at them i mean it's a long line one after another pulling in an empty school bus and they stay there and then they you know, go back out at two o'clock three o'clock in the afternoon to pick the kids up they're coming back you know empty after dropping the kids off and I think oh, oh, when they how many buses are they going to be plugging in when they pull into the – the, the next time, the, You know, when, the, when they go to the electric buses, where are they going to be plugged in? And how much is it going to cost to plug in and charge – I don't know how many school buses there are, but there are a lot of them. Mm-hmm.
7: There, are, there are an absolute ton. And let's just think about the practicality of it, right? If on a diesel-powered school bus today, when we see a school bus that is not transporting kiddos – what is it usually doing? To your point, at the end of the day, it's probably in the yard, but when it's not in the yard, it is usually idling, right? It's idling so that it can stay warm or stay cool mm-hmm. before the kiddos get on. It's taking them to a field trip. It's idling while they're inside the museum. How is that going to work with electric school buses? Are they going to plug in at the museum while they're there? Is there the infrastructure to do that? Again, I don't recall the U.S. government having to throw billions of dollars at uh, a private gas stations that are now all over the country, but yet we're supposed to feel perfectly fine with state and federal governments spending a bunch of money, and that's another place where they get um, subsidies to build these charging stations, right? I'm sure you know, any oil company would be glad for the taxpayer to foot the bill to build a gas station that they can then profit off of. It's really a, a great deal for places like Tesla or Rivian or all these other electric car companies that the federal government is footing the bill so that your customers have a place to fill up. It's really, really good racket if you can get it. And lo and behold, you'll probably also give a ton of money to the politicians that voted
2: for it. And and I, I look at those school buses and I multiply the number of buses that I see every morning, uh, by every school district in America having electric buses, which is Kamala Harris's um, uh, dream, where's that? Where's that energy going to come from?
7: Yeah, exactly. It, it, it comes from uh, you know, oh. thankfully, yeah, it does. A lot of places have relied on affordable, reliable energy, but they'll they'll claim they're clean. Listen, it, let's be clear about what this money is for. It's essentially a cash for clunkers program for school buses. I've looked at the documents. The school district I examined had to send in a title of their old diesel bus so that they can show that it was a diesel bus, and this is when we bought it, and we're going to replace it with electric bus. My feeling is that a lot of school districts will probably buy, uh, you know, a certain percentage will be electric because those buses will only be able to go only on the routes that are closest to the yard because they're worried it'll run out of gas, and they'll all cut ribbons and smile, When they're there, like we do now with the solar fields and the windmills, right? They all show up and cut the ribbons and smile, but they know that that is not what is delivering the base of our energy when we really need it. When the temperature dropped about a month ago like crazy, those windmills and those solar panels were completely useless. It was, to your point, cold, natural gas and oil that kept us alive. And that is going to be the same for the buses and Sadly, it's going to be that, you know, billions and billions of our dollars are going to be wasted on this thing just to make everybody have the good feelies.
2: When the first report of a low-level bureaucrat uh, saying gas stoves were unsafe came out, we were told not to worry. It didn't mean a ban. But since then it's become a thing, I was just talking about this in our last segment with the state senator. Today, the Philadelphia Inquirer called for a ban on gas stoves in Philadelphia and called for the total electrification of the city of Philadelphia eventually, which means refitting all the buildings and making them all the buildings that have gas heat would have to be refitted for for electric, the homes, everybody. How soon until this insanity is rolling down the track and unstoppable? Because it's not going to stop. It's just beginning, I think.
7: Again, it's just like the new Coke fad, right? It's um, they, they swear everyone's gonna love it. You just need to love it some more, and it's gonna work. So, what I would say to the Philadelphia Inquirer or any other place that a license, this is the road we need to go. I would say you first. I want every one of your delivery folks to be only in electric vehicles. Your building to only be solar and wind powered. Your presses only to be solar and wind powered. You can only print your newspaper on a hundred percent recycled or a hundred percent renewable processes you go down the road of electrification first let us know how it works for you but no it's just like those yahoos and davos they are saying this is the way it should be they're not going to live that way themselves and so any you know elitist newspaper that wants to say this is the road you should go down to my
2: response would be you first yeah how about electric cop cars and fire trucks
7: Well, um, you know, let's take it a a step further, right? Joe Biden wants the electrification of the fleet of the United States. He's going to, you know, everyone's all happy and they do the quiet claps that he's going to electrify uh, your post office vehicle. Okay, let's electrify our tanks. Oh, yeah. What about our bombers? What about, you know, if, if, we're, if you're serious about it? Because it doesn't work. And that's why I, you know, they all say we're going down this road and I compare it to New Coke because reality, as we're seeing in Europe, is you can't cheat it. You can pretend and you can try to say, you know, and deny it for as long as you want. But the fact of the matter is what they are proposing is snake oil that does not work to power a modern society. And for at least right now, a lot of our places are a modern society. I don't know how much longer if we keep getting these rulings out of Washington. But for now, it's a modern society, and what they are proposing simply will not work.
2: Talking to Larry Barons, he's communications director for Power of the Future, and uh, there, as you mentioned, there's Al Gore. He took his private jet to Davos <laughs> again, and he's over there telling us we're about to be, uh, ha- we're about to have a billion, a billion climate refugees. Unless we yeah. – I don't know what we well, – there's something we can do to stop that, and I'm sure it involves taking uh, more freedom away from people. But that's what he's saying. We're, so, we're looking at a billion yeah. climate refugees.
7: You know, make, make no mistake about it. This is what the Green Movement will do. And I'm sure your listeners and you have noticed, anytime there's more than two or three days of warm weather, climate change. Anytime there's more than two or three days of snow – Climate change Anytime there's more than two or three days of rain, pff, climate change this is just weird it 's all climate change and so now i can I can definitely bet the you know there's always been unrest in the world, and sadly there's always been refugees in the world. but now when that happens, they're just going to say, wow, it must be climate so these <laughs> things that sadly in terms of refugees happen on again on a tragic regular basis they start attributing it to climate change right and so let's just be honest about refugees you have children digging in mines in africa so that you can have a Tesla in the United States. Don't sugarcoat it. You want to talk about where the real refugees are right now for the climate? They are the ones that are slaves in China putting together your solar panels and the children in Africa working in dangerous conditions in rare earth mineral mines so that you can look down on the rest of us as you drive in your EV for, I don't know, 150 miles if it's cold, if you don't run the heater. That is the absolute truth of what is happening. And that is why the movement ultimately will not work because there are, you know, I've seen the video that you may have seen as well that's going around. There are, a bunch of people in this world in the billions that want electricity like we have it that want the things like we have here in the united states and they're going to laugh at us when we say oh you should use this intermittent uh, energy that's dependent upon the weather they're going to laugh they're going to do what we've done use affordable reliable energy and it is not going to matter what people in davos say to those people to those in the world that want to have the same standard of living that we do
2: yep and i'm out of time and a lot of the people in davos as we speak about six hours behind us they're chasing hookers around right now over there in, in uh, davos they're having a nice time uh I'm, i'll i'll keep the jokes to myself yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah say, right me too to i'm out of time thanks larry appreciate you coming on it's always great
7: to talk with you have a great day
2: okay you too larry barons of power of the future we'll be right back
5: to one easy monthly payment. That way I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call one 990 6976 Can you repeat that? one 990 6976 that's 1-800-990-6976.
0: The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: Well, I told you at the beginning of the show that that uh, be careful with Wikipedia because it's not exactly unbiased. So I, I found a couple examples of some more names here. Uh, th- here's Marjorie Taylor Green, born May twenty seventh, 1974. This is, I'm reading it verbatim from um, Wikipedia. Also known by her initials MTG, is an American politician, comma, businesswoman, comma, and far-right conspiracy theorist. That's how she's described. And then you're familiar with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is basically a socialist. This is how she's described. Uh, born October 13, 1989, also known by her initials AOC, is an American politician and activist. That's all it says. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a far-right conspiracy theorist. Then there's um, Elon Omar. Okay, here's the description of Elon. Let me get it here. Born October fourth, nineteen eighty two, is an American politician serving as the U.S. representative for Minnesota's fifth con- congressional district since twenty nineteen. And then there's Matt Gates. You know who Matt Gates is. He's born uh, May seventh, nineteen eighty two is an American lawyer and politician who has served as the U.S. representative for Florida's first congressional district since 2017, a Republican. He has been an ally of former President Donald Trump, comma, as well, are you ready, as a proponent of far-right politics. No mention of far-left for Elon Omar, who married her brother to get into the country and is a communist. That's, uh, That's okay. By the way, one last thing. I just saw just breaking news. David Crosby of Crosby, Stills & Nash has died. He was 81 years old. Big part of my youth, Crosby, Stills & Nash, 81. Talk to you tomorrow. The John
0: Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van.